Well, good morning, good day, good evening. My name is Jill, and these are my journals out loud. It is, I'm recording this, Wednesday, August 30th, 2023. I still am blown away that time is moving so quickly, but I know it's Wednesday. I've been posting on Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, Things are a little off right now. Uh, But I wanted to say hello, and before we launch forward, if you are new, uh, the point of this podcast is always to speak through the filter of being what I call wired for danger, meaning in your nervous system, your default to extreme danger is to move towards it, not to freeze and not to flight, to run away. But we all have all three. And... We are moving into a moment of time where we're going to get to decide a second time how we want to respond to the incoming threat. And what I mean by that is, you know, when I started all of this, my hope and my dream was to talk about uh, the wired for danger person and how to if we understood that, we could create better healing, we could restore, we could function, and that the real power occurred after the crucible event, after the crisis. I believe, you know, every crucible has four stages. We have getting ready, we have during, we have a short post-recovery afterward. Uh, The girl dog is whining. Ooh, ooh, is her thing. Okay, hold on. And the fourth stage, which is not something that you really see talked about anywhere, is I think is the point where real change happens. It's that moment after you've sort of recovered physically, a little bit mentally, and you can move into the processing of that crucible event. Uh, And I think that's the transformative process. And so, uh, oh man, now they're all crazy. So uh, the goal or the hope I had was to speak to us in the more powerful way was in the stage four. But of course, what I want and the way the world lines up are two different things. And so, yeah, we have our individual moments and events, and that's what most of life is for us. But we're in this unique period within, you know, thousands of years where we are at the end of a cycle and in a humongous event that we're not even close to having it be over. And one of the things that, uh, reasons I posted last Monday. All right, I had to take a pause there. The dogs are out of their minds and I kind of lost my uh, focus and that I can't pause and pick up the train of thought so that you can't notice. And uh, so I knew I was generally speaking to the fact that uh, we are entering, you know, a period of time where it's a humongous crucible, it's a collective crucible, and, you know, right now in this moment, we are on the forefront of this next repeat of the lockdown process that we had before, the fear campaign that we had before, and, oh, I know what I was saying, and so when I had posted last Monday that uh, list of things to think about going to get uh, and processes to brush up on, uh, I did that because like you, I'm looking at what's coming. You know, if I wait to the last minute, uh, I won't remember and or may not be able to get it because I remember last year, 
I actually, or last time, I actually have a very strong visual of the pre-first COVID launch in that it was in January that I had heard this was coming. And so I remember going to Walmart for food, doing kind of a last food run. And they had, I went to the, you know, drug pharmacy and I could get masks and gloves very cheaply. Uh, And so I was doing one of those endless last food runs that I've stopped doing because I'm too tired of doing those last food runs. But I remember checking out and the cashier was just hacking and coughing all over her hands, all over my stuff, all over my direction. And I just remember thinking, ugh, right? Like there's nothing I can do and nobody had the awareness that there was uh, anything coming down the pike. And uh, I remember just her all over the place thinking, this is horrible, right? But that was the last time, you know, I knew I could go in and get stuff. After that, you know, masks went way up. Any kind of uh, medicine that was related to any of this was gone. The prices went crazy. And so we're in kind of that last moment where some of the supplies have been, you know, refurbished and it's a good time to think about stocking up on things that we might need. And, and I didn't know at that time, you know, to engage in any preventative processes. And, I think the easiest one, you know, is hand washing. Uh, They have the budesonide uh, nasal spray, which is is an over-the-counter, but it's kind of pricey. But you can also do uh, a uh, carbon dioxide, hydrogen peroxide. If you look up the formula online, you can use that as a nasal spray and uh, gargling in any 99.9%. Uh, mouthwash will kill the germs for the most part. I guess there's a three, you know, everybody, there's a three to five incubation day in the nose and back of the throat. So those are simple things that we can do sort of on the front end. And then it gets, you know, infinitely more complex. And there's all kinds of versions about what's helpful and what works. And I will let you do uh, what you're comfortable with over the counter in food and or by medic uh, by um, a prescription, and so I put up just my list uh, some some go to places just something to think about because just like a hurricane coming in, uh, I was listening to somebody do the hurricane warning saying you need to go tonight because if you wait till tomorrow the shelves will be bare. So, you know, when we're entering a crisis, you know, we do move into that fr- flight fright flight freeze fight. I hate those two fight and flight are hard to say. And we're at the front end of it. And so, it isn't an imminent danger and so we all have a different default uh, response to non-dangerous, less imminent incoming. And uh, a lot of us will do the opposite, right? I don't feel like it. It's not a crisis. I'm not motivated. I don't have time. I'm busy doing something else. And so when I talk about the nervous system, it isn't just one thing. It's often what our primary default is will be the opposite in less stressful situations, which can get us into the same amount of trouble by not understanding 
why we react to things the way that we do. And it's fascinating uh, how we are with these processes. And it's, uh, you know, like I keep saying, the reason why I feel like this is such an important thing to focus on is it's not only how it saves your life, it's also how it gets you into trouble. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this this morning, but I I listened to this. Uh, I don't think I'll be able to get online and uh, link it up to you, but I listened to this podcast about a grizzly attack survivor. Uh, I've been doing a lot of grunt work, and so I do better when I listen to other people talk while I'm doing things I don't like doing. But I was listening to this guy describe his grizzly bear attack situation, and it was riveting. It was unlike anyone I'd ever heard before. But what I was fascinated with also was the takeaway of, you know, this is a guy that goes and hunts alone way out in the middle of nowhere. So he's pretty comfortable, you know, in crisis situations. But all the mistakes he made, which are the same ones I make, which are the same ones you probably make, uh, all the things he didn't realize would be part of this crisis experience. Uh, And most of us aren't going to come face to face with a grizzly bear. But, you know, if there's a time for your danger fight response to kick in and choose, are you going to run? Are you going to freeze up? Are you going to fight back? I mean, he was using all three of his responses to the best of his ability and how he chose the wrong ones at the wrong time in certain moments and how that created bigger problems for him. And his number one problem was putting off the obvious ability to fight back at the beginning. And like I said, when I can, I'm going to link that up for you because, you know, we can talk about this stuff all day long. But just like the hurricane people, if you haven't got your food and you wait till the gas is gone and the shelves are empty, there's nothing you can do about it. And if we can recognize within ourselves, you know, if you can catch yourself in the process. So, you know, the the thought is I should go get... Then second thought is, I don't feel like it, or this other thing is more important, or I will do it later. And then you put it off, and then you regret it. And I, you know, have that conversation with you about storing water, right? I'm back to, uh, I mean, I've been through this whole time, is I have to put my water into bottles and uh, refill, And I'm on a property now where I can fill up every day and I fill up every day because in this entire, you know, 12 years of hauling water, it's only been twice I have done that I don't feel like it when I've gotten caught the next day with the water, whether it was the one time, the first time the pipes were frozen. So I had was knocking on doors, you know, trying to find water. I didn't have any storage at that time. I only carried like, I was only doing like two gallons at a time because I didn't have my systems in place. And then the second time, you know, the pump went out at the the water source and that took a long time to get fixed. And so uh, it's, it happens in the blink of an eye. It's just that one decision. And, you know, I keep trying to share, you know, the takeaway I've had from the super fabulous, <laughs> you know, survival camping experience that I've been in is that vigilance 
is mandatory. You know, the one thing civilization has taken away from us is eternal vigilance. There is no day where you can't be aware. Now, I don't mean hyper-focused, hyper uh, hyper-vigilance, you know, where your adrenaline is rushing all the time. But it's more that vigilance of catching yourself in that moment, that secondary thought, which... Uh, you know, I have with my water because I know better is the day I don't feel like it or I'll do it later or I'm not in the mood or ugh, it's just it's fine. I have plenty. Right. That's the day where it bites me in the rump. And, you know, in today's world, yeah, I can go drive and get water if I had to. But, you know, the second thought is one of these days it's going to happen and the electricity is going to be gone and I'm not going to be able to go get more water. And that extra two gallons or five gallons or whatever, that's going to make a huge difference. And, you know, these are the things that we go, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. But, you know, that was the, sort of my takeaway from the the grizzly bear attack. Uh, if you want to look it up, it's on short history, which is on uh, not short history. It's on Spotify under Real Survival Stories by Noiser. It's the same guy who does short history. It's N as in Nancy, O-I-S-E-R. Uh, I don't even think there's very many episodes of that. So that's the only one I've listened. But it was really good. And, you know, he did the same thing. Oh, you know, that one freaking moment you have the same experience over and over and over and over and over again everything is okay and this is the hurricane this is the tornado this is the day and so we're moving back into this moment where it's going to be uh up in the air because we don't know what's coming down the pike we don't know if people will comply or fight back, or what our individual state will do. You know, some states have had regime changes. So everybody's going to have a different experience. Everybody had a different experience last time. But I do know everybody remembers what happened last time. But this is a different kind of nervous system experience because it's not an imminent crisis. It's an incoming issue that we don't know what it will look like. You know, and so much of what, you know, I've been talking about is the super danger part of it, because that is the moment where the really bad thing happens. But there's all things that happen to us all day, every day that are also real. And you can't be, you know, ready for everything and always at all times. But we get a chance to do it again. We get a chance to decide again in the face of danger. Not only are we in the face of, of danger of an experience we've already had, but we had very different experiences. Some people felt very powerfully about uh, you know, the government was there to protect them, that the healthcare system was there to protect them. Uh, and some people felt very powerfully that both the government and the healthcare systems were dangerous. And so we all chose different decisions in the, the unfolding 
of this experience. And we all are having different outcomes. And we're all having different recollections of how it went down and different understandings as more and more information has come out from the last time. Uh, And based on your personal experience, you know, will be the biggest probability of how we judge to make decisions about this next version that we're going into. Uh, And, you know, one of my big takeaways didn't have to do with health at all. It was being pissed off at myself for, uh, because I was ready, you know, I was packing, I was planning on leaving. And then I decided I couldn't because I didn't know how bad the lockdowns would be or what that would entail. Uh, I got really nervous about New Mexico, so I went across the border to Arizona. Uh, and so I made some big decisions and created, you know, some some big changes related to what I thought may or may not be happening. You know, when I look back, uh, for a short time, New Mexico sort of went off the deep end about, you know, there were some border closures and it, in certain places people were reacting in different ways. But you know, the small town I was in, it was nothing, you know, nobody wore masks, it was just business as usual. And it was you couldn't even tell that there was something going on. And in addition to that, you know, people were still traveling, gas stations stayed open, you know, life still continued. And I was really upset with myself that I checked out in fear of an unknown, uh, because my concern was I didn't want to get stuck uh, locked out of uh, someplace I couldn't get either get out or get back in. And so, you know, like you, I, everybody, we we're all juggling, you know, pieces of information, trying to decide what was real, what wasn't real. And nobody really knew it was the trial run. It was the first run. And now, you know, we get an opportunity to decide again, you know, are we going to comply? Uh, are we going to rebel? Uh, are we going to accept limitations without reasonable uh, ex- uh, understandings of why? Uh, it was, you know, catastrophic what happened last time to so many different people in so many different ways. And, you know, will we not have a choice, right? We don't know how bad this is going to be or what it's going to look like or, you know, what it's going to come in conjunction with because there's all kinds of other, you know, threats going on too at the same time. But it's a fascinating moment to observe your process in your nervous system because it's not a raging grizzly bear coming at you. It is a slow tsunami coming at you. And we get to decide how we want to react. And the power of observing yourself is the empowering decision so that you can decide, I feel good about this, or you can decide I'm being manipulated by the information by the same people who said the same thing last time and, you know, was or was not true, whichever version of the future or the past, you know, you participated in. So we're in this really, really powerful moment to learn about ourselves. Uh, you know, 
the second piece of that in this powerful moment to learn about ourselves, we're also in a moment where it's less about the inner process and more about the external practical process. And, you know, you've heard me talk about, I sort of live on both edges, you know, practical survival and then sacred duty uh, and the spiritual and the mental and emotional kind of bounces back in between the two. And as we have incoming, you know, there's a lot of incoming. Winter is incoming. Uh, You know, health issues are incoming. Uh, Gas is doing something. We're not 100% sure, but, you know, up and down, up and down. Uh, Hurricanes are incoming. Fires are incoming. You know, if you're following what's going on behind the scenes at the Ukraine, Russia, lots of scary things are incoming, maybe literally incoming. So... We're at this really interesting moment where we get to decide how we want to react. And the more power or the more understanding we have about our personal reactions and why we make them, why we choose to not fight or to fight, why we choose to say, I don't feel like it and then regret it. Or we say, I don't want to deal with it, and then it becomes too late. You know, that's sort of the danger of the wire for danger. If it's not a crisis, I don't want to pay attention to it. Uh, or hypervigilance about paying attention to it to the point where, you know, everything else suffers. We're also moving into this practical moment. What do I have? What do I need? You know, I did this with you last year in July uh, was you know, practical for a grid down. You know, it's interesting. I've had a lot of people say to me, they're not really concerned about the virus in my people life. They are concerned about the electricity going out, which is fascinating because I'm kind of the opposite. I feel like the electricity is going to go out, but it's not going to go out just yet uh, at some point in the future. So who knows? Nobody knows what the future holds. You know, Nobody's predicting the future. Some people are just getting their guesses right because everything is in motion. Everything is uncertain and up for grabs. And we're watching it like the tsunami roll towards us. But like a tsunami, if you wait too long, it will take you down. You won't be able to survive through it or it will be very, very difficult and very, very devastating but you have that period of time right where you see the water pull back from the shore and so you can either stand there and go well that's really interesting or you can say oh wait I remember that happened once before and what comes next is really bad so I need to get in the car and drive as fast as I can right away from the shoreline so it's not a surprise we are not entering an unknown entity that's totally unknown. We're just entering a period of time where we've seen this play before. We're not exactly sure what it's going to look like, but we have way more information than we had last time. And that was, you know, the list of stuff I posted to remind ourselves we can be better prepared in a more practical way versus kind of that random uh, and also preventative way, you know, when you go out, you know, it was interesting how I haven't been sick in so long. You know, I've had things happen where I don't feel good, but I haven't had a cold or a flu 
or any kind of real infection, it's been over 12 years. I haven't had anything, you know, since I left uh, California and sometime before that, because the biggest reason, you know, I haven't got sick is I don't spend that much time with people and, and I'm outside a lot. So I don't know, I don't get a lot of sun because in terms of, I do try to cover up skin cancer has no problem finding its way though. So I'm getting some sun cause I can tell, you know, the parts that see the sun and the parts that don't see the sun are very different colors. And I was thinking about how my immune system in terms of just normal colds and flus is probably really bad because, you know, one of the things that I experienced when I first went in to work in the hospital is, man, that that first year I must have gotten sick five or six times because I was being exposed to so much. I was getting sick constantly. And I was told that's normal because you're you you know you're not used to being exposed to all these bugs. But after the first year, you'll get sick less and less because your immune system will get uh, you know, built up against, you'll have the antibodies, right? You'll get more built up against what's coming. And you know, so I feel this kind of in-between place where I never got anything. I didn't get a cold. I didn't get a flu. I didn't get COVID at all, you know, these last few years. Uh, but I also haven't been sick in a really long time. And I don't think that's because I'm super healthy uh, other than, you know, sunlight. I do think it's because I don't spend very many much time around people. And when I know people are sick, like they were sick here last year, I tend to just sort of stay out of the way. There's no point in poking that bear. But uh, I feel a little bit questionable. Is it better, you know, to not have been sick or is it better to have already gotten it? I don't know. So we're all in a very different place with all of this, but... I thought it was a good time to talk about not just the nervous system that freaks out as danger is rushing towards us, but it's also the nervous system that is part of our process when things are not imminent danger, but in preparing for danger or a tsunami, a slow building danger. Uh, which for some will be devastating and others will never notice it because they have no water around them. So we're all going to have a very different experience through what's coming, you know, in the next, I would say, well, I think we're still 10 years out of freaking nightmare stuff. I think we're on the front end of 10 years of nightmare stuff. So we have a lot of stuff to get on with in the future in terms of dealing with it. But, but as I was listening to the grizzly bear guy, it occurred to me how, you know, we get cocky if we're too wired for danger, thinking we can just handle it uh, and all the mistakes he made. And at the end of the day, also why he survived. But we're in the face of another incoming form of danger from multiple levels. And we're all going to have a very different perceptual experience about what's happening, uh, but it is our nervous system that will prompt us either to uh, save us or deny us how to be saved or uh, other. So with that, I, th I thought I would just touch base on this idea 
because it's not simple. You know, what's happening to all of us is not simple, no matter where we are, no matter what we believe, no matter what our uh, body is going to do or how we think or feel or what our spiritual lessons in this life are, or our spiritual truths are in this world and beyond, we're all having a wildly different experience. But the thing that we have in common that we can recognize in ourselves and in others is how we are responding and engaging with these experiences around us. And so, you know, some people shut down and that makes, you know, people who want to attack pissed off. Uh, Some people say, screw both of you, and they just want to get out the way. Uh, And there's a time for all of those things, right? Uh, It's it's not right or wrong. I want to keep emphasizing that. But it's so important to understand both ourselves and others. And we are just at that critical moment of just before the next crucible just before the next crisis where we can do last minute preparations for stuff. Uh, We can focus on building our immune system. Uh, Everybody pretty much still has access to the good vitamin D uh, processes from the sun. I forget which it depends on where you are, you know, in latitude. I do know that if you're at 37 degrees or below, you always have access to the good stuff in the vitamin D. Above 37 degrees, you know, it drops out. Uh, So we're all in a different place, but it's that moment where we get to make a decision about what we want to do in a way that can be uh, much more practical and probably supportive of the future versus uh, just defaulting into a response that, you know, has a good chance of, you know, biting us in the rear end. You know, there's not a lot you can do when a bear is chasing you at that moment, but there's a lot you can do before and a lot you can do after. And so we're in that before moment, you know, climbing up the mountain. What am I going to take with me? You know, what do I need? And Right now, you know, we're in the incoming. So we get to decide who do I want to be in this process? What do I want to do to be preventative? What do I want to do that to be practical? What do I want to do to be supportive to others around me? Or, you know, are we going to be like, well, I'm actually trying to go out into the world. I'm not sure that that's the greatest idea right now. But, you know, or do we want to just hold back and stay out the way? Because that worked for me last time. I never got sick and I didn't do anything. I didn't do any special uh, supplements or anything. I just stayed out of the way and I was fine. So with that, uh, I'm going to wind down here. Uh, I'm going to say I hope you have a super fabulous day. And I, my friends, will see you next time.